I want no more of your pious meetings. Now, does that sound like a rebellious teenager? Or how about this? I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual feasts. They're a burden to me. I cannot stand them. You may think that sounds like an even more rebellious team. But fact is, that's God himself speaking. That's right. Teens are not the only ones who have a hard time stomaching pious, hypocritical, religious worship services. God may actually have more in common with rebellious teenagers than he does with pious worshipers. Not in all cases, of course, but in many still, when a worship service is conducted with a pharisaical attitude, God himself, reject, God himself rejects it as well as some teenagers. God tells us exactly why he rejects some of our worship services. In Isaiah 1, 12 through 17, in the New Living Translation, he says, When you come to worship me, who asks you to parade through my courts with all your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgust me. As for your celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They're a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the cause of orphans. Fight for the rights of widows. God and teens are both repulsed by false worship. False worship is not only worshiping on the wrong day, it is also worshiping the wrong way on Sabbath. God is not impressed with stuffy, dry, formal, ceremonial worship any more than your teenager is. But worship service doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be dry. It doesn't have to be pious and, and formal all the time. Just earlier uh, last summer, I uh, went golfing with a friend of mine in Georgia, and on Sabbath, we went to church. And that particular church was a small church. They were having a communion service. And the uh, pastor had mentioned earlier in the service that right after church, he was going on a sabbatical, taking a vacation. Well, during the communion service, it was time to serve the bread. And so he opened uh, the lid off the plate with the bread to find that there was no bread. He had forgotten to put the bread in the plate. And so his wife had to run out to the car to get the bread. And, you know, a lot of people would have thought, oh, no, this is such a, a uh, formal ceremony and everything. Can't believe that happened. but. You know, we all smiled. It was okay. I, I joked with my friend and whispered to him that it, it sounds like the pastor's already gone on vacation, which is totally understandable. That wasn't a big deal. I hardly imagine that the uh, 
Last Supper in the upper room with the disciples and Jesus, I, I hardly believe that that was an uh, overly formal ceremony. I, I believe it was probably quite casual. Okay? Uh, for a, a service to be reverent, it doesn't have to be formal. To be reverent, it has to be sincere. We tell our teenagers straight from the Bible, keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day. Isaiah 58, 13. Then many of us shake hands with the visitor at church, smile to let them know they are welcome. Then we quickly forget that they're even there. So we can go to our favorite Sabbath school class where we love to debate theology with our best friends. Debating theology while ignoring the needs of others on the Sabbath Sounds like pleasure-seeking to God. Here, I will let God speak for himself in Isaiah 58, 4. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? That kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. Isaiah 58, 1 through 14, describes what Sabbath-keeping and true worship is all about. Pleasure-seeking is not just when a teenager plays a video game on the Sabbath. Pleasure-seeking on the Sabbath also includes church leaders ignoring the needs of those around them so they can enjoy their own Sabbath school class and worship service just the way they like it before inviting their favorite friends home for lunch. While the offering system is a systematic way to get outside of ourselves with our possessions, Sabbath worship is a chronic way to get outside of ourselves with our time. God tells us what Sabbath keeping and true worship looks like to him. In Isaiah 58, 6 through 10, he describes true worship and true Sabbath keeping. No, this is the fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then you will call. The Lord will answer. Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply, remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those who are in trouble. How do I know God means Sabbath keeping and worship by calling it a fast? Because right here he says in Isaiah 58, 13 through 14, keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day, and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised your ancestor Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. Following our own interests on Sabbath is not limited to secular entertainment. 
Following our own interest on the Sabbath includes doing church your favorite way with your favorite people while ignoring the needs of the least of these around you. The Tampa First and Homosassa Seventh-day Adventist churches are a couple of the several churches I currently work with in the Florida area. Both of these churches have worship service on Tuesday. Oh yes, they still have Sabbath services, but they keep worshiping God throughout the week. On Tuesdays, they have worship service by feeding and clothing the hungry in their community. Before you laugh and say, well, that's not real worship service, read Isaiah 58 carefully again. It is exactly a real worship service. It is worshiping God by serving others. In Matthew 25, 31 through 46, Jesus talked about those who were serving others, feeding them, clothing them, saying, when you do that to them, you do that for me. Real worship services are not formal and stuffy. One of the biggest mistakes we make as Christians is thinking formal and stuffy means sacred and reverent. Sacred and reverent can also be casual and informal. Sacred and reverent does not mean formal worship. Sacred and reverent means sincere worship. I have seen teenagers eager to get involved in clothing the homeless and feeding the hungry because they can sense they're making a real hands-on practical difference in their community, unlike sitting on the back pew listening to a dull sermon. If we do worship the way God describes in in Isaiah 58, we can worship, we can create a worship service that both God and teenagers can accept.